0: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Medically Speaking. Today, we will be discussing a topic which is exceptionally relevant relevant in these times because it relates to COVID and to a certain population which is extremely vulnerable due to the pandemic. Of course, now we have reports of the third wave coming. What should women who are perhaps pregnant right now, who are planning their pregnancies, or perhaps even thinking of going via the IVF route, do we will be talking about precautions, the causes, how they can save themselves from coronavirus, and perhaps in case, unfortunately, if they do catch the virus, what should be their next step? We'll also be discussing towards the end about breastfeeding, about vaccination uh, for breastfeeding mothers. Uh, but without much ado, let me just introduce all my guests. I have uh, an exceptionally eminent panel uh, of uh, top gynecologists of the country. I have uh, Dr. Abha Majumdar. I uh, she is of course from Gangaram. I have Dr. Shivani Sachdev. She's the director of SCI. I have Gurshibran Khurana uh, and have Dr. Sandeep Chadda. Dr. Sandeep Chadda uh, will be joining us in a bit. She's currently practicing uh, at the Cloud Nine Hospital. I'm going to start with you, Dr. Majumdar. First of all, thank you very much for joining us in New Ma'am, My first question, as far as pregnant women are concerned, the government has finally allowed vaccination for pregnant women. Uh, Help us understand, because there are a lot of myths around it. You know, a lot of women are scared. They aren't too sure if they should get vaccinated to begin with or not. Just help us understand the significance of vaccine for uh, pregnant women and why perhaps they should not hesitate go ahead and get themselves vaccinated at the earliest.
1: Minakshi, the COVID-19 pandemic took us all by surprise. We all didn't know how is it going to behave, what is going to happen. And we did have an example of the Spanish flu 100 years ago. So that had a very, very great mortality. So the moment WHO declared COVID-19 a pandemic, We had to stop everything because we didn't know how would it affect the pregnant women, the babies they were carrying. So everything dropped dead there. The IVF centers, the infertility treatment, the fertility clinics. But yet there was no directive that women should use contraception or should not get pregnant during the pandemic. However, the first wave was kinder to our women. It just passed off. It went over us without affecting pregnant women very badly. However, we didn't even have the vaccine then. Very soon, the whole world, the scientific world, the technological world got into making the vaccines. So by the year starting of 2021, the vaccines appeared all over. I mean, late 20, they appeared in some developed countries and the whole world grabbed on it. Very few studies were done on pregnant women, and to know what effect it would have on the baby. And hence, our government took a very special precaution where the health ministry said it is not recommended in pregnant and lactating women. But then we were we were all shaken up by the second wave. It affected pregnant women so badly. The babies died, the women died, the mortality rate for India, which is like 1.1 per thousand. Uh, per 100,000 women came to 10%. In every 100 women, we were losing 10 women, especially in the second and third trimester. My hospital was looking after COVID deliveries. So we saw so many deaths in those five weeks we didn't see in the last four years. So the directive came here. Now, you know, the Federation of Ops and Gynae wrote... uh, a lot of pleas were given to the government and we got the vaccine recommended for pregnant women. We do give influenza vaccine to our pregnant women since ages and every year it is a different influenza vaccine. This is a type of the same SARS vaccination. So after this plea, even though enough studies are not done, it has been recommended. And I think it is so essential for our pregnant women, especially before the third wave, as many women can have themselves vaccinated should get vaccinated whether they are pregnant or they are not pregnant. However, the first trimester is a little critical time. So I really do not know, even though the vaccine has been recommended all across pregnancy, I think if one can avoid in the first three months, it would be good. Otherwise, go ahead and take the vaccine. The vaccine is so much safer than having COVID in pregnancy that I recommend vaccine for all pregnant women or to be pregnant women.
0: Fair enough. So certainly it's the benefits which are very obviously, according to you, outweighing the risks. So women should not perhaps hesitate and go ahead and get themselves vaccinated perhaps also because I believe they're all the more vulnerable um, in pregnancy. Yes. Dr. Sachdev, I'm sure you'd agree with Dr. Majumdar. Uh, ma'am, you know, if a pregnant woman is thinking of a vaccine, Dr. Sachdev, which vaccine would you suggest? Because the study Dr. Majumdar is talking about is on uh, Pfizer, which is not available in India, uh, neither is Moderna as of now. Covaxin, uh, you know, as of now, appears to be a safer option as compared to Covishield. What would you say about that, Dr. sachdev
2: So right now in India, we have a choice of three. You have Covishield, you have Covaxin, and you have Sputnik, which has come in recently. Now, uh, the largest study on vaccination in pregnancy is an American study of over 90,000 women But as you rightly pointed out, they have used the mRNA or the Pfizer vaccine in these women and they have found it to be safe for these women in pregnancy. In the UK, where uh, Covishield, Covishield is basically AstraZeneca and Oxford collaboration from the UK, which is manufactured in India in Pune. So the shield vaccine, although it is from Oxford, but in the UK itself, they do not recommend that vaccine for pregnant women. They prefer that pregnant women take the mRNA vaccine, which is the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine. The reason for that is because the largest studies on vaccinations have all been done on the mRNA vaccine simply because we do not have enough data and also there is an increased risk of clot formation, which is especially true for pregnant women. Pregnancy itself promotes the formation of clots, maybe in your legs, which can then migrate into your lungs or into your brain, which can cause serious complications like a stroke or a infarction in the heart. So because of this risk of clot formation with the Uh, oxford vaccine with the covishield vaccine the recommendation in the uk was to give uh, the mrna vaccine now coming to india uh, if you see the government of india directive which has come they say that for high risk pregnant women so for example if somebody has diabetes high blood pressure or they are immunocompromised these women should preferably be given the covaxin instead of covishield because they would be at a higher risk of complications now, the incidence hmm. of clot formation is just 0.6 per million population. So, it is really, really small because there are racial differences also. In the Indian population, you do not see that many cases of clot formation and its side effects. But still, taking the more cautious side, in high-risk women, it is suggested to prefer co-vaccine. If the woman is a low-risk patient, then there will be no difference between Covaxin or Covishield, you can opt for both of them. Now, Sputnik. Sputnik is something new and they really don't have studies of Sputnik in pregnancy. So, we have very little data to base any recommendation for Sputnik vaccine in pregnancy. Most of the recommendation is based on Covaxin and Covishield. Hmm.
0: So, I think Dr. Chadda has also joined us. Dr. Chadda. Uh, you know, uh, as a gynecologist, I'm sure you're getting a large number of pregnant women who are perhaps, uh, you know, um, in their second or the third trimester. What would you suggest to them, uh, Dr. Chadda? Would you tell them uh, to wait, uh, not get vaccinated perhaps in the first trimester, perhaps uh, because there is a higher risk right in the beginning of the pregnancy? Uh, What would be your suggestion to those women who perhaps are pregnant and are looking forward and wanting to get uh, vaccinated ma'am?
3: I would suggest the patients uh, to wait till the organogenesis is complete. That is still around 18 to 20 weeks. After that, they okay. should go ahead and take the vaccine. And as everyone is saying, it is recommended to take the co-vaccine. Covishil is a live attenuated vaccine. So how, what effect it is going to have since all these vaccines are new? The disease is new. And the vaccines are newer. We really do not know what effect it would have. So, uh, 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 for VSHILD being a live attenuated vaccine, it is better to avoid it and go ahead with co-vaccine.
0: right, Dr. Chadda, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. Uh, Ma'am, we were just discussing uh, vaccination and pregnancy. I'm sure as a gynecologist, you see hundreds of women uh, who are coming to you who are pregnant. What would you tell them? Should they wait till their first trimester and get vaccinated perhaps in the second and third trimester when the risk is considerably lower? Yes, Minakshi, that is true. In fact, I would suggest that they get
3: vaccinated after 18 weeks. Because till 18 weeks, the various organs are getting formed and we really do not know what effect it may have. After 18 weeks, it's, all the organs are formed and probably it would not have any effects since this vaccine all the vaccines are still in uh, phase three trials and it is just the moderna that has been uh, had, a, that has had good trials and that is not available in india but definitely after 18 weeks we should go ahead and take the vaccine because having the disease in pregnancy is worse than probably
0: having any minor side
3: effects of the vaccine in pregnancy
0: well, absolutely. That's uh, you know this view is resonating throughout the panel. And Dr. Kurana, finally, to you, since you know you're practicing in Ludhiana, is there a misconception, perhaps uh, more so in smaller towns, are there women who have certain misgivings about getting vaccinated? And if so, what is your advice uh, to pregnant ladies who are your patients, ma'am? there are a lot of misconceptions that are prevalent amongst women
4: regarding the vaccine first misconception was that you should not be taking the vaccine during uh, menstruation which is absolutely incorrect you can take it on any day of the cycle secondly they were like that it is not safe to take it during pregnancy i would like to agree to all my seniors and colleagues on the panel today that yes, the vaccine should be given during pregnancy, but wait for the first trimester to get over and give it in the second and the third trimester. Then this should be the informed decision of the patient that the uh, vaccine is under phase three trial. The risk of getting COVID in pregnancy is high and there are certain women once they get covid in pregnancy most of them they will come out of it safe but there will be certain women that may require hospitalization icu care ventilation etc so the benefits of taking the vaccine are much more than the risk of the disease per se
0: so i would definitely recommend the vaccine. Right. And Dr. Majumdar, you know, on this point, I'd like to come to you since we're talking about uh, the risks of catching COVID when you are pregnant and you specialize in high risk pregnancy. Dr. Uh, Sadangaram Hospital, of course, uh, one of the biggest hospitals in Delhi, which saw a major influx of COVID patients. I'm sure you handle many, uh, you know, such patients. Tell us a little bit about really what can happen if a woman does get, uh, you know, um, a COVID during pregnancy. Yeah, as soon as, you know, um, it was March, February,
1: March, April, patients started flocking in for even IVF treatment. And a lot of them got pregnant. But then vaccine was still not there for pregnant women. And we lost a lot of pregnancies in the first trimester. Once a girl got COVID, got high fever, even if she didn't get fever. Amazing thing happened to a patient who uh, got COVID in her 16th week. She lost control of her bladder and then there was complete paralysis of all the four limbs. She's still coming to our uh, neurophysicians. She's in recovery now, it's about three months post COVID. So, you know, there could be very bizarre symptoms of COVID to pregnant women, apart from miscarriages, preterm delivery. And of course, the third trimester is the worst. I mean, all the deaths we saw happened in the third trimester. Patients were brought in with severe COVID lung involvement and already the gravid uterus has taken a large part in the abdomen. So there is compression of the lungs. And here, if oxygenation is less, we've lost, in three cases, we lost the baby and the mother both. In the fourth, we did a C-Sec, took out the baby, but the mother had to be kept 18 hours prone and six hours straight, you know, with the ventilator, with everything to let her breathe. And at last we lost her also. So, these are just four cases out of almost we treated 400 COVID cases in those six weeks. Ours was flooded with COVID. Our whole labor room was changed into the COVID labor room because we were accepting cases from all over the NCR around cities. And our doctors were working with these COVID patients day and night. And we were there to supervise all the cases. So it did yeah. take a bad toll in the third trimester. Second was also bad, and I would say that vaccine can be taken after organogenesis is complete in the first trimester, mostly 12 weeks hmm. or maybe 14 weeks. We don't need to delay it more. Another thing is about okay. COVID shield and Co vaccine. It is uh-huh. the method by which the vaccine is giving is leading to clots in the COVID shield. See if the muscle is. Picked up like this and then we give then what where are we giving the vaccine in the fat and the fat is very rich in blood supply and there is a likelihood that any uh, little minuscule of the vaccine goes into a vessel, it leads to clot and that is why like Shivani said it's like one in one lakh injections so it is not per se probably they are coming out with this i mean this is a new research which has come out with Covishield shield that the technique yeah. is very important and we need to stretch the skin and then give it so that the injection goes straight into the muscle rather than going into the fat so and these are few facts that please go for a vaccine whichever you get don't wait for it don't think that you need kovi shield or you don't need kovi shield whichever you get in your
0: booking go ahead take the vaccine whatever is available get vaccinated at the yes. earliest. but of course if you yes. have an option and if both are available then choose covaxin that would be a better choice slightly better though of course uh, we are still awaiting a full research covaxin has still had yes. a very small research panel but you know dr Ch- uh dr Majumdar, you a very interesting point that i'd like to bring in dr chadda at this point of uh, you know time uh you know dr chadda dr Majumdar spoke about how uh Gangaram was accepting a lot of covid patients i was your patient i was pregnant just six months ago and my biggest fear was that what if I get COVID? I'm not going to be admitted in a private maternity hospital, which, you know, I was going to, where was I to go? And that would mean in case I get COVID, which was certainly a likelihood, uh, you know, with the prevalent number of cases, where are these pregnant women supposed to go? They'll suddenly have to go to a, either a Ganga Ram or perhaps um, a government hospital, which is accepting COVID patients. Your gynecologist, everyone changes. Pretty difficult time, uh, you know, for pregnant women as well. What do you think is the is the way out? Should private hospital perhaps be open, uh, especially the smaller maternity, you know, uh, hospitals, because a lot of women prefer to go there. Should they be open to accepting COVID patients as well? Because avoiding COVID, uh, at least during the second wave, was exceptionally difficult, ma'am. Hello. Hello. Yes, Dr. Chanda. Yes, Dr. Chanda. Uh, Can ma- you hear me? I, I got disconnected. Can you please uh, question? Yes. And... So ma'am, my question was, uh, as Dr. Majumdar said, in Bangaram, they had converted their labor room into a COVID ward. They're accepting COVID patients. They had about 400 pregnant women uh, who had caught COVID. My biggest fear, as I was saying earlier, even when I was pregnant, was what if I get COVID? When you go to a private maternity hospital, they have all the amenities, of course, they have all the luxury as well. But the fear is if you catch COVID, you'll have to shift to a government hospital or perhaps a a PPP model like Gangaram. What do you think should happen? Should private hospitals also start accepting COVID patients, perhaps those who at least catch COVID in the middle of their pregnancy? Yes, Minakshi, I very much feel so
3: that even the private hospitals should especially the patients who are being supervised by them should take care of their patients who have had COVID uh, because it becomes very difficult for the patient to suddenly leave their doctor and go to the new hospital. In fact, this is what happened in our hospital initially in the first uh, month, uh, especially in the month of April that we refused a few patients, but then we changed our policy. And after that, we have created a special COVID labor room and a COVID OT for the patients on the uh, on a separate floor and uh, we have started accepting our patients who have covid and we deliver them ourselves because it becomes very difficult for the patient to go to a different hospital uh at the last moment
2: right, right. Chatter, moment I, have I have a
3: very Sorry. Yes, Doctor Majumdar. Go
1: ahead, please, ma'am. Doctor Chaddha, we had a very special observation. All our patients who were non-COVID left us and ran away, and they ran away to all the small, smaller nursing homes which were COVID-free, like uh, maybe the Bloom or the Cradle or uh, Rosewalk. So all these hospitals were flooded with patients who were non-COVID because our patients got so scared of coming to our hospital. They said, oh, everything is COVID. So what we did in the second wave is we converted Gangaram into the COVID maternity. And we have a small uh, hospital by the name of Sir Gangaram, Kalmit Hospital on Pusa Road. We converted that into a non-COVID maternity facility. So that we could have our patients not change their physicians and come there safely with the idea that there
0: is no COVID patient in that 50-bedded hospital. So perhaps perhaps then it wouldn't be. Absolutely. So perhaps it wouldn't be so wrong to blame the private hospitals. Perhaps it's people like us also who are so prejudiced and perhaps we want to stay away from COVID patients so much uh, that uh, women are also running away to maternity hospitals. Um, Do you know, Perhaps that's that's an important point. Do you know, Meenakshi, the people... Patients and their relatives would not
1: enter the gate of Gangaram. My patients, their relatives, they would say, No, I want a test, send me somewhere else. We don't want to enter Gangaram because there are COVID patients there. I mean, it is, you cannot imagine how the whole hospital shut down except the COVID. And at one point of time, we had. 600 COVID patients in the hospital on one day admitted. You know we have about 675, 700 beds. Those 100 beds were vacant, except a few ICU beds which had non-COVID patients. Non-COVID patients did not enter Gangaram in that 3 months spree. So even mm. the relatives did not and, enter. Nobody and entered. And that's why you had to the patient and disappear.
0: So, you know, at this point, I would like to bring in Dr. Sachdev also, because you're a private practitioner, ma'am. You know, we're speaking of uh, planned pregnancies, planned IVFs. Now, um, since, you know, Dr. Sachdev, of course, you are, as of now, specializing in IVF, my question is that uh, should people defer going for an IVF treatment as of now? Uh, You know, pregnancies can happen planned or unplanned. But what about IVF? Should people wait? Uh, Perhaps women, you know, who have that idea of a biological clock ticking in their head, I'm hitting 35, uh, maybe they go for it, uh, but uh, others perhaps uh, just hold their horses, wait for, um, you know, these COVID third wave also to maybe come and vain. What would you suggest to those who want to go for IVF? Should they go ahead or should
2: they wait as of now? This question has been debated so much all over the world. It's not only in India that people are planning a baby. IVF is something which is done all over the world. And the recommendations that have come out from our Indian society and international society both are that we do not want to burden the healthcare services by uh, IVF treatment or by fertility treatment. But at the same time, we do not also want to discourage people from going in for IVF treatment. So since June last year, the IVF services were shut for a period of about two months. But since June last year, we resumed the IVF treatment taking all the precautions, doing a lot of teleconsultations, doing a lot of home pickup for blood tests and minimizing the visits, taking safety precautions for our staff also. So since June last year, we have resumed all the fertility services. Now you should also remember But in IVF, there is a subset of women who have a time pressure because after the age of 35, the egg quality reduces. And uh, we also know that as the duration of infertility increases, that also has a negative impact on the success rate of IVF. So you do not want to deprive people from what could be their only chance of having a family. And on the other side, when IVF treatment was shut down for a couple of months, there were so many cases all over the country where people got pregnant spontaneously. So even those uh, cases that we had booked for IVF, there were some of these patients, they got pregnant on their own. And, uh, you know, we were happy to confirm their pregnancy when the services actually started. They did not need the services.
0: Perhaps they had time in their hand.
2: Absolutely, I don't I don't know, time at their
0: hand, ma'am. husband <laughs> husbands also. Yes, it could be a an problem. And you know. time. <laughs> Everybody is so <laughs> busy, their schedules don't match. Even today to
2: organize yeah. so many doctors, today schedules don't match. So possibly when we were and in and lockdown, ma'am, you have no try problem. to keep the I uh, tried to
0: keep the panel also very diverse and I'd like to bring in Dr. Khurana as well, ma'am. You know, since we're talking about COVID and pregnancy, Uh, I would like to mention again, you know, uh, is there perhaps, uh, you know, a misconception again when it comes to people, all of us actually, you know, including me, we were taking a lot of uh, concoction of alternative medicine to prevent COVID. Uh, Giloy, there could be um, ashwagandha, if I'm right, uh, or, you know, these immunity boosters. I don't want to name a particular brand, but there are a lot of other, you know, alternative uh, medicinal branches and brands, uh, which... uh, which, which tell people that, you know, if you consume my medicines, you are going to have better immunity. Um, what about pregnant women, ma'am? Should they refrain from consuming any sort of ayurvedic um, or perhaps, you know, this alternate medication uh, for increasing their, um, you know, immunity against COVID?
4: These are all alternate forms of medicine with uh, which I do not have any personal experience, be it homopathy or Ayurveda. I was just telling all my patients to follow strict COVID protocols, avoid going out as far as possible, minimizing their visits to the antenatal clinic to only when it is really essential and just uh, taking a healthy diet, which is rich in protein And just taking a vitamin C supplement. Right. We Uh, were... Supplements... Be it giloy or
0: anything. Nothing. Right. Dr. Kurana? you were just telling us about uh, alternate medication. And at this point of time, I would like to uh, include Sandeep Chadda into the conversation. Dr. Chadda, you know, when we speak of medication, there are a lot of pregnant women, lactating mothers who cannot take... uh, uh, a lot of medicines for COVID, like Fabi Flu and others. What are they supposed to do? Women who are perhaps apprehensive of taking a certain stronger medication uh, when they catch COVID, what would be your suggestion to them? First and foremost, Minachi, as of yet, Fabi Flu, Remdesmale, all of them have been yes.
3: uh, really, uh, known to have a really beneficial effect on the treatment. So, uh, idly speaking, Yes, you should follow strict COVID protocol, not go out and uh, avoid getting the infection. But if you do have the infection, then uh, 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 one should consult a physician and follow accordingly what uh, the physician says. Generally, we avoid Fabi 2 in pregnancy. Remdesivir also has not been known to have actual beneficial effects in COVID, COVID. So it depends on the patient's condition as to what is to be done. Tabi
0: flu per se for every COVID patient is not a necessity. It, it's it not required, not, ma'am. And no. you know, I asked I asked this question specifically because I got COVID when I was breastfeeding. And I'd like to bring in Dr. Majumdar at this point of time. I'd go back to Dr. Chadda on the same point. Uh Dr. Majumdar, uh breastfeeding mothers, when they get COVID, um, what should they do? Uh there are WHO guidelines that they should continue breastfeeding their child. Uh but again, you know, if your child has not got COVID and you are apprehensive of holding your child, should you use a breast pump and then uh, give your child milk via the bottle? Or should you just go ahead with a WHO recommendation and hold your child close to your body and feed the child? Well, Minakshi
1: depends on what your condition is or how is your situation. If you have enough home help, you have an elderly person or a mother-in-law or mother or a sister-in-law who is there with you to look after your postpartum period, then it is best to express the milk and give it to them to feed. But it is very important to give breast milk. It is of utmost importance now more so because if you've got COVID, you've got antibodies and you're going to pass these antibodies to the baby and the baby would be protected. But in case you have no one and you are looking after yourself alone, which is quite rare in India, then you will hold the baby close to yourself because skin contact doesn't cause COVID. You will uh, still have to use, um, my own uh, neighbor had it, you know, and she used to ask me, what do I do? So she would feed her baby. And then hand her over to her husband to take away and keep in the other room. So at feeding times, he would bring, because they were alone, both of them. So it is best to feed your baby, but you wear a double mask while feeding your baby. If possible, wear gloves. But otherwise, the breast, and just wipe your breast with ordinary water, cotton wool. Otherwise, suckling doesn't transmit uh, COVID at all to the baby. But antibodies definitely will go through milk. So whichever way milk needs to go to the the baby. baby. And then the baby is kept separate from the mother and the husband has to take care. Changing nappies, burping the baby, you know, putting the baby to Well, the whole
0: family, of course, has to pitch in. If the family is there, then
1: there's no worry. Then you just express milk and give it to them. Use a breast Uh, pump, go on expressing milk and give it to them. Till your symptoms subside. It's just a matter of two weeks.
0: And, you know, Dr. Chanda, I'd like to bring in you at this point of time, uh, before I go to uh, Dr. Sashadevan Kurana. Uh, for of course our concluding arguments because uh, we are hitting the end of our show as well uh, Dr. Chadda you know what about those breastfeeding mothers perhaps who have to take medication which is not breastfeeding compatible like I was uh, one of them and uh, you know as my COVID got more severe I couldn't feed my child for about a week and I, I had no option but to uh, you know supplement with formula but it is quite a difficult journey and many women can can give up you know on breastfeeding what would be your suggestion to them? If you cannot breastfeed your baby because of the various medications
3: or the condition, then and you can keep expressing the milk, it is better to keep expressing the milk and uh, throwing it away because if you stop, totally stop expressing the milk after you have recovered, the, the milk secretion would get very less. So it is better to express the milk and throw away the milk. Uh, so that once you recover, you would be having good antibodies as um, Dr. Ava said, and you could feed your babies, the milk, milk uh, secretion would continue, and you would be able to transmit the
0: antibodies to the child. Right. Uh, you know, and Dr. Sachdev, you know, since we are talking about breastfeeding, as I said, we will discuss this right at the end of our, uh, you know, discussion. Uh, what about breastfeeding and vaccination now it's recommended i for one have already got vaccinated but i have a lot of friends you know who are um, breastfeeding they have smaller babies they are a little worried about side effects something passing on to their children what would you say to them ma'am
2: I do tell them that please do not hesitate to take the vaccine. Remember, COVID infection is life-threatening. You cannot play with your life, especially if you have a small baby. The Government of India recommendations for breastfeeding mothers came even before pregnant women. They were uh, came out uh, before that. So breastfeeding and vaccination... Is absolute safety. Do not hesitate. Whatever antibodies you form are going to go to the baby, and you don't get COVID infection. COVID infection is by exposure to the virus. It is not exposure to the vaccine, and the vaccination is going to give some element of protection to your child also, which is so wonderful. Absolutely, that is the best Absolutely. thing you can probably do for your child who is not eligible for a vaccine is give them antibodies through your breast milk.
0: Right, So, final word to you, Dr. Uh,
2: you know, are, are you getting any patients who have
0: misgivings about breastfeeding and vaccination? And uh, I'm sure, uh, as uh, Dr. Sashdev also said, end of the day, it isn't just the mother who's getting the antibodies, it's the child, it's the baby as well, who's going to benefit from the same antibodies of the virus with uh, the breast milk getting passed on, ma'am.
4: Absolutely. We would just recommend taking vaccine to all past, postpartum mothers because it's the best way to give antibodies to your child. You will remain protected and your child will also remain protected and through breast milk, the baby gets the antibodies. So there is no second thought on that. All lactating women should be vaccinated.
0: All right. Uh, Thank you, ma'am. And thank you all of you, Dr. Chadda, Dr. Majunda, Dr. Sachdev and Dr. Khurana for joining us in this uh, very special segment. As far as, of course, uh, our panel of doctors is concerned, prevention is key. Uh, When you are pregnant, uh, perhaps thinking of how uh, to get cured uh, would be the second step in case you get COVID. But of course, the best thing to do is to protect yourself against COVID, follow the guidelines. And if you are breastfeeding, go ahead, get vaccinated. It isn't just you, but also your baby who is going to benefit from the antibodies. On that note, thank you for watching. And thank you uh, all of you for joining us in this discussion. Uh, which I'm sure has been extremely informative, not just for pregnant women, uh, but also those who are planning to get pregnant. Thank you so much.